It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Redskins. I'm your host, as always, Zach Hicks. You can find my work on Breaking the Draft and the Breaking the Draft podcast with John Valencia, my co-host. I'm joined today by Brandon Dorfman. Redskins Realist on Twitter. How's it going, Brandon? Doing good. Doing good, Zach. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, man. Of course. I needed to get someone who has some hot takes. And, you know, we talk a lot on Twitter, so I'm, I'm glad to hear your hot takes now in person on the podcast. It's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. You can uh, detect a little bit more of my sarcasm here. <laughs> that gets lost online. But, hey, the Kirk Hive, the Kirk Hive is... Uh, already unfollowed so hopefully i can get them back on this one <laughs> see i don't know like i always feel like i get classified as kirk hive on there because i defend him a little more than others so i'm actually i'm glad i'm still followed by you then i'm glad that we are oh, we're yeah. still following each other in there it's a good relationship we still got with that oh yeah and i'm, I'm classified as the biggest kirk hater this side of the mississippi <laughs> but you know if they actually look at my feed when the guy plays well i praise him when he plays poorly, I critique him. I mean, he's no different than any other position. But uh, the Kirk Hives, sometimes they like to reach for things, and I guess I'm an easy target, so be it. But uh, it's all good. It's all fun and game. So I, I love it, man. I love Twitter. I love messing with other fans and stuff. So it's good. Oh, yeah, dude. It's a blast in there. But let's get to the real right reason why you're on here today. We're not going to talk about Kirk because, again, this podcast, we have talked way too much about Kirk Cousins. I've had way too many guests on here about Kirk Cousins. And kind of at the end of the day, we're all kind of sick of the Kirk Cousins talk. So let's talk about somebody who we're all really fed up with, or maybe not some of us, I don't know, someone who's kind of all over the place in fans' opinion. Let's talk about Jay Gruden. So, Brandon, your your first reaction, what's your overall thought of Jay Gruden as a coach? Uh, you know what, man? It's My overall thought is confusion, to be honest with you, because the guy comes in with a – you know, highly touted offensive background. He's the offensive guru, if you will. Um, we've seen some of those results. We haven't seen everything we would like to see, at least in my opinion. You know, we've seen a lot of yards, haven't seen a lot of points. And uh, so it's, it's confusing, man, because, you know, he looks like he's got all the tools. His scheme is amazing. Based on scheme, I give him an A+. Plus, but it's the other coaching intangibles where I'm just like, what's up with this guy? Yeah, it's a lot of, like, shortcomings and I, I kind of classify him as like a poor man's Andy Reid like you have the offense you have a lot of good things with him but the little things that a coach does you know the the extreme motivator he's not he doesn't really have it and if you look at like the clock management too his is pretty bad I know we always get on Andy Reid for his clock management but Jay Gruden's is bad just as bad if not worse and then there's so many flaws that he's yet to improve upon in his career with the skins that it, it's kind of made me sour on him over these last year or two, honestly. Yeah, you know what? It's funny that you mentioned that. Um, as soon as you mentioned, you know, 
everyone wants, well, tell me when, tell me when, you know, these shortcomings. You can look no further than this last week when he decided to throw the ball. It's like, man, you're running down the clock. you got to get these guys to use their timeouts. I mean, we got lucky at the end of the game mm-hmm. this week, in my opinion, with yep. their tight end dropping that touchdown. Um, but, you know, if they caught that touchdown, that's going to solely go back to Jay Gruden running a pass that went incomplete, saving them a timeout. You know, it we, we dodged the bullet like, you know, we do at times at Redskins Nation. But that was a big-time error for me. And like you said, Where's the improvement been? You know, year one, we're, we're talking about some of the same critiques that we we're talking year one, year two. Hey, give him time. He's a rookie head coach. Yep. You know, he's not a rookie head coach anymore. He's not getting he's not getting that uh, leeway with me. I didn't want to give it to him in the first place. But, you know, I hesitantly did because everyone kind of, you know, made me feel a little bit like I was <laughs> on the cuckoo pills. Um, but but now, you know, it's, it's catching back up, man. The clock management thing is horrible. The lack of motivating thing is like – Come on, man! How, how these guys are professionals? Like you got to get these guys fired up. Um, so I think you hit the nail right on the head, man. He's Andy Reid 1.8, if you ask me. <laughs> my and again, my big thing too, it does go back to that motivator thing. And my philosophy always been when I'm looking at a coach, I, I had it through high school, had it growing up, is the most effective coaches are complete assholes. They really are. They're guys who you classify as just the biggest jerks in the world. The guys you don't even want to talk to off the field, but like you still love them. Because you know at right. the end of the day, they care about you, They're, they are there for you, and they care about the success of your team. These buddy-buddy right. coaches like Jay Gruden, man, they just don't do it for me. I, I don't know. What's your take on these buddy-buddy player coaches like this? I'm I'm right there with you. The one thing I could think of is who, who's the best coach that in our era, possibly greatest coach of all time besides Vince Lombardi having his name on the trophy? It's got to be Belichick, right? Definitely. Okay, so Belichick. You know, you would love Belichick to be your coach. You don't want to go to dinner with Belichick. <laughs> you don't want to hang out with Belichick. You're not going to do the Deshaun Jackson titty twister on Belichick. <laughs> you know, the guy has just, he's a hardworking guy. You don't hear about practices being canceled. You don't hear about practices being soft. You don't hear about, oh, so-and-so needs a break. Those guys coach hard. They play hard. But at the end of the day, back to your point, it's to make you and the team better. You know, anybody can be your buddy and tell you the best thing since sliced bread, but who's going to be that guy to come over and give you that constructive criticism and say, hey, you know what? We're pretty good, but if we work on X, Y, and Z, let's take this thing to the next level. Mm-hmm. You know, Jay doesn't Jay doesn't have that. that. To show that, in my opinion. I mean, maybe more goes on the scenes of what's been seen, but from what I've taken from his interviews, from, you know, the quotes that we see in his pressers, I mean, the guy's aloof. He's aloof at times. It's 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 disappointing. Definitely, and look, we're not we're not advocating him to go out and be like Hugh Jackson. We don't want him going out there with the media every single game and going like, "Oh, Kirk Cousins is not an NFL quarterback. This offense sucks. I wouldn't even hire an offense right. coordinator because they get fired with this offense." I don't want that. Now, again, that's right. horrible. But I want stuff like that said behind the scenes. Now, again, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but I want someone who's going to get on his players. Like, I don't want this buddy buddy coach. I want a complete. Jerk! I want a, a you know Pete Carroll. I want a Bill Belichick. I want these type of guys. These guys are going to come in. They're going to motivate you, but they're going to get on you when you do something wrong. That's that's kind of what I want. And you know what? Jay has not shown any improvement in those areas. I don't think since he's come here four years. It's been four years now, and he just hasn't shown improvement in that area. Yeah, I I agree with you. I agree with you right there. The lack of improvement. And uh, one other point that I just wanted to touch on real quick. You know, this football is a game. 
winners and losers. You have them, and you know what? We, we haven't won enough. Mm-hmm. And at some point, that falls on the head coach. You can sit back and digest each and every year, and this was, you know, so-and-so's learning the offense. We don't have the receivers. Jay is an arrogant guy. He believes his system is over the talent level. enough wins that's the end of the story you know you can look for excuses or you can look for results and I, I want results I want my team to win on Sundays Thursdays Saturdays Mondays whatever day we're playing I want us to win I don't even want us to tank because I hate losing that bad I hate watching my team lose and I've watched a lot of losing under Jay mm-hmm. Gruden yep. I did a little research there's only been five different times when Jay has won back-to-back game Three different times he's won back-to-back games, and he's had two different streaks of four games in a row. Besides that, it's nothing but losses. You know, we can string together losses. We can't string together wins. And in this league, you need wins. Yeah, I mean, I can play with you. Again, if this is a one-year or a two-year coach and we're talking about two bad seasons, that's that's another story. But, you know, when you're four years in, your best record is 9-7. and seven, Your overall record is 27-34-1, and one, and you haven't really shown that much improvement as a coach. I mean, how many passes do you get? I, I get he's a Bruce Allen guy. Bruce Allen gave him an extension. We're not going to go on again. Uh, we're not going to go on about Bruce Allen on this podcast because that would be three and a half hours long about how much we don't like that guy. But at, I mean, it's, it's, at this point, I think enough is enough. I mean, it's you're going to move on from the franchise quarterback most likely. You're going to move on from from uh, probably a special teams coach, some other coaches on this team because you can't just accept this season that we're going through. Why not move on from Gruden? Because we haven't really improved, and he hasn't really excelled the players in his system. That's kind of my take on him overall as a coach right there. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard to disagree with you, Zach. It's, it's hard to disagree with that, man, because when you let some of our most talented guys go and then you start struggling in those areas that those guys excelled at, mm-hmm. that's that's a knock on you. It is. You know, you, you let back, granted, Morris wasn't some groundbreaking running back. He was the last back that we had that was decent. Mm-hmm. And I say decent, you know, as a stretch. He had a 1,000 yards. We replaced him with Matt Jones. We replaced Matt Jones with Kelly. Kelly with P. Ryan. P. Ryan with Chris. You know, everyone's – it's just you, – he's he just feels his system will work, which, granted, he gets guys open in the pass game, but this running game has been atrocious. Yeah. It's – and even for a passing guy, you know, the stats have been great, but – What's, what's up with the points in the red zone, man? Mm-hmm. We need to score points and win games, and ultimately at some point it's got to fall back on the head coach. Definitely, definitely. Now we're going to continue this talk here on Jay Gruden in just a second, but guys, please, please, please go on iTunes right now, rate, review, and subscribe to Locked On Redskins. I believe if you look up Redskins, the keyworded on iTunes, we are the fifth or sixth podcast on there. So you guys are doing a great job. You are doing your part. You are getting this podcast where it needs to be so again go on there rate review and subscribe to locked on redskins on itunes i appreciate all guys go check it out this is david harrison of the locked on commanders podcast and this episode is brought to you by discover looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 u.s based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
All right, so now we're going to jump into another little topic with Jay Green, which is a big thing that I've been kind of looking at because I, I think once a coach loses a locker room, I think that is basically the end of your tenure because you can't lose a locker room and just win it back, especially because a lot of these guys are going to be coming back next year. And we've seen these last couple games. You know, Josh Norman has played his worst games of the season the last few games. His passer rating against through the last three games has jumped up from 101 on the season, which, again, is not very good, up to 120. DJ Swearinger's talking every single game. Zach Brown's starting to talk on Twitter. Junior Gallette can't can't shut him, his Twitter phone off, whatever it is. He can't stop tweeting. These guys are going off right now. They're they're you can see that they are falling apart as a team, not only on the field but off the field, and they are starting to lose it. And I think that's the sign of losing a locker room. Uh, do you think a coach can really recover from losing a locker room, or do you think Gruden's even lost this locker room yet? Uh, you know, I think the guys, some guys, are playing really hard for him. Mm-hmm. I think you know, whenever you step out on the field, if you're not giving it a hundred percent, you know, you're really putting yourself at risk for injury. Um, so I, th- I think the guys that are playing are playing hard. I gotta think. I mean, the amount of injuries. There's probably bodies around that aren't doing anything. So it's kind of hard to look at those guys sitting on the sidelines while you're trying to, you know, bust your ass or prepare mentally, or you know, you see practices being called off, or you know, guys are dinged up, so we're gonna go a little bit easier, stuff like that. Um, I think whenever you're not giving it a hundred percent, man, the guys can tell. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a communications major, so I've studied a lot of Jay's you know, body language and stuff like that in these pressers and these videos. And I tell you what, man, I wouldn't be surprised if he lost the locker room because he looks like he's given up. You know, he's looking like he's given up on himself. He's run out of excuses. He's just, hey, a couple more weeks and I get to go back up to, you know, Cincinnati or go visit my son in college and get over this and take a break because he looks, he looks burnt out, man. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he's lost that locker room and I don't know if he can get it back. I mean, what can you do? with two weeks left to win back the locker room. You know, beating the New York Giants, if they were fully healthy and, you know, they hadn't fired their head coach and, you know, you give them an ass-whooping right before the end of the season, that's probably saying something. But this, these Giants coming up at the end of the season are lame. You know, they've they're, you know, been hit with the injury bug as well. Interim head coach, you know, that's not going to instill any confidence in anybody. So I don't think he's going to get it back. I think the locker room is lost. Not sure how he's going to get it back. And Kirk's not the fiery vocal guy to help him win it back over. So I don't really know who he has in his corner advocating for him at this point. Well, we all know who it really is. It's Bruce Allen advocating for him. But again, we're we're going to save that yeah. for another day there. But I, I, I like that you brought up the Giants here because this is an, like an excellent example of a coach losing a locker room that I wanted to kind of jump on here. Ben McAdoo, you could tell when he lost that locker room. You know, he was just, he had to suspend guys for missing practice. They were all speaking out against him and the whole team on daily basis. I think, what, Eli Apple, Janoris Jenkins, like all these guys got suspended before games just because they didn't show up or didn't feel like showing up. And that's when you when you know you've lost a locker room. And the Giants had no choice to move on. And I'm not saying McAdoo's a great coach or anything. I'm not even saying he's as good a coach as, as Gruden because McAdoo's a horrible coach. But they fired a guy who got them to the playoffs last year who has given Eli Manning his most productive seasons ever as a quarterback. And they fired him just because he lost a locker room. And that's my thing. If if you have your, your best players, DJ Swearinger, Josh Norman, Zach Brown, I mean, Junior Gallette, you can kind of count him there. Kirk Cousins is keeping his head down after games, barely talking. He's You can already tell he's kind of one foot out the door. If you have all this going on, how can you keep this coach after something like that? The Giants got rid of their playoff coach. And Gruden hasn't been in the playoffs in two years, and we're going to keep him around after this? 
Yeah, you know, uh, I think that's more of a statement of the mindset of our fan base and obviously the decision makers if Jay stays. Um, you know, we've been, un- you know, mediocre is nice, <laughs> you know, for, for so long. And, you know, I'm a younger Redskins fan. I I was around when the Super Bowls were going off, but I wasn't, I wasn't there cheering, you know. So for a lot of us, we've seen some pretty subpar football, especially since Snyder's owned the team. So I just think that you know, you gotta you gotta hold this coach responsible. You you gotta start fresh. And you know, the, you mentioned playoffs with McAdoo. I think that's what's keeping Jay around. Hey, year two, we went from four and twelve to the playoffs. Oh my gosh, it's so great! Look at all the records Kirk broke last year, and it's like. Yeah, all these little fancy, shiny things would be so Redskins to be celebrating that instead of actually trying to build this thing up and make it better and build a real contender. And, you know, a lot of people argue it, um, consistency. You know, Sean Payton's been with uh, Drew Brees. Look how long Brady and Belichick. That's because they've been good. <laughs> yeah. The only coach that has sucked and stuck around was Jeff Fisher, who I'm convinced had some kind of dirt on somebody. <laughs> but, you know... I, I don't want a Jeff Fisher here. I don't want, you know, 10 years of being one or two games above or below 500. I mean, it's a 500 league, and, you know, the way the ball bounces, one year you go from 10 wins to eight, or, you know, you staying in the positive. But to celebrate, you know, the fact that people are celebrating the fact that Jay Gruden might have three non-losing seasons back-to-back, it's like, did you really just hear yourself say that? Three non-losing seasons. Come on, guys, like. Really, that's how low we've set the bar. Yeah, so, yeah, and it's I mean, tough. I get it though. I mean, I get it from a perspective of that because I'm I'm only 20 years old. I I get the point of view saying like, look, we haven't lost, we haven't had a losing season in three years. But I am with you, man. I mean, eventually you got to make some kind of jump or an effort to make that jump. And I, I you know, again, I'm I'm probably more on the positive side when it comes to Kirk Cousins, where I don't see as many negatives as other people see. I think Cousins can be that quarterback. But I think if he goes, you have to let Jay go because that's the one thing Gruden's kind of been holding on to. Like, Cousins has been productive in his system, and I think Cousins is a big reason why Jay's been winning some of these games. Now, I don't think Cousins is great by any means, but I don't really want to see Jay Gruden with a, with a rookie. I think if you blow up the whole thing we got going with Cousins, who's been a great story, a great homegrown talent, I think it's time to, to kind of blow up Gruden and get rid of him because I think if you just take one piece away from this, the whole system falls apart. I really don't think Gruden's system is that outstanding where you can throw in like Baker Mayfield or or Lamar Jackson I like both of them as prospects I don't think they're going to be guys you can throw in with Jay Gruden and he's going to be that perfect player coach that perfect everything for those guys I might be wrong but but honestly I think if you keep Cousins I don't mind giving Jay Gruden another shot if you're going to keep both of them for one more year and just see if you if you can build off these these past three years but you know, if, if they go eight and eight again next year with both of them, get rid of both of them because again, you're not you're not improving at that point. Yeah, and here's the other here's the other thing that people are forgetting about this. This is uh, also Cousins' fourth year in this system. Yeah. So if he hasn't mastered this system by now, how do you expect a rookie to come in and master it? Mm-hmm. You know, as a credit to Cousins, the QB nook, the study guy, if he's taken four years to master this system, you know, I don't think a rookie is going to come in and necessarily get us to six or six or eight wins. Yeah, that's my big thing. We're always so anti-Cousins. We can move on. We can get a, the same production out of a rookie. 
But again, it's taking Cousins. Like, remember when Cousins first came into Gruden's system when they when we went four and twelve that year, and he threw like right. like ten picks in like four games, got benched. It's not an easy system just to jump in and be great. Robert Griffin III was running out of town trying to run this system. Colt McCoy, I, I mean, he threw for 190 yards, and we all thought he was great, and we all think he can win games next year somehow in this system. It's not that great a system. It's not a system where a guy can just come in and excel at. Cousins, again, you, like you said, it's taken him four years to be a 4,000-yard passer in this system. And, you know, again, it's not not a knock on him, not a knock on Gruden, but if you really think a guy like Mayfield or Lamar Jackson, who both have some struggles and some flaws, which a lot of people don't want to talk about right now, they're not going to come in and just master the system right away and be the same level passer that cut. They're not going to come in and give you 4,500 yards, 28 touchdowns, and 10 picks. That's not what they're going to give you. They're not going to give you Cousins numbers. And I don't think the way that Gruden coaches, you know, with the running game, the really poor running game, I don't think that's good for a rookie's development. I think it'll just hurt a rookie if a rookie were to come in. Yeah, um, I agree with you on that. I know that we're, you know, fans of the moment where we want a rookie and we want him to start. Hey, we want our Deshaun Watson, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I'd be more of a fan of taking the little slow, low and slow approach and, you know, maybe drafting a guy, let him ride the bench. You know, if mm-hmm. we're, if we're, if Jay Gruden is around after this year, he's he going to be around for three or four years, yeah. realistically. Because if he doesn't leave with Kirk, because they're a house of cards, man. They're all built, Jay, Kirk, Bruce, they're all built on each other. If, yep. if one of those guys stays, they're all staying, mm-hmm. is, is what my thought on it is. And, uh, you know, there's no point in giving a rookie to Jay and then a- after one year and then we've shortchanged our rookie. You know, so I think, I think what should happen and what will happen are two different things. Um, but... I just think a rookie in that system, you know, you're going to be throwing them to the wolves. Yeah, it would afford us the opportunity uh, financially to invest in, you know, heavily invest in defense. You know, resign Spencer Long, resign uh, Breland, or you know, some of these other mid-range, you know, decent fringe starter guys that are up and coming. Um, but it's it's to, yet to be seen, man. That's the thing. Like we keep making excuses, but and everything changes. The personnel changes. And we keep getting the same results, man. So I, I, we got to wash our hands of this situation, man. It's time for Jay to go, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm completely with you. And with that note, we're going to kind of move on here to who we would look at as potential replacements. But quickly, before we jump into that, I just to remind you guys, we have a crossover episode with Locked On Broncos tomorrow. I don't know how excited you guys really are for that game. But, again, Cody Rourke over there on Locked On Broncos doing a great job. I'm really excited to, to jump on there with them and have them jump on here as well. So be sure to to check out tomorrow's episode with Locked On Broncos. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so again, we're not going to jump right into this and say, like, let's fire Gruden without having a replacement plan. So tell me, who are your guys you're looking at as a potential replacement for Jay Gruden? Um, well, when I want to replace my coach, I want to pull someone from a successful franchise. 
And the current model for that is probably going to get some flack for this, but New England, you know, their coaches have struggled for the most part otherwise, but most of those coaches were on the offensive side. So I would want to take their defensive coordinator, uh, Patricia, give him the head coaching job, but tell him, you know, hey, you got to bring your whole staff. You're going to you're going to staff this thing with the exception of Gray, Tom Sewell and Callahan. You call it. You want to bring over some scouts, bring over some scouts. I want, you know, New England South, not mm-hmm. Cincinnati South. Yeah. So we're... Matt Patricia would be my guy primary yeah a really interesting thing with that too which i think would be cool i know you're going to talk about here in a second but patricia if he were to come over you know how there's rumblings of bill o'brien being fired in houston potentially after the year yeah so Vrabel is their demons coordinator over there how cool would it be if we got the package of patricia and Vrabel to come over because Vrabel could be potentially be out of the job this offseason if bill o'brien were to be fired i know you're going to talk about Vrabel again uh here in a second but, you know, bring over Patricia and then bring over Vrabel even as a defense coordinator along with having Tom Silla, Gray, Callahan still on the staff. I think that would be a really cool addition there. But I like Patricia. I think he's been – this has been due for a while. I think he's just waiting for the right opportunity. I don't know if the Redskins are his ideal right opportunity, but, I mean, he would be – Probably not. Yeah, <laughs> probably not at all. But, again, it, it would be – it's a fun idea to entertain because I think he is an up-and-coming coach and I think he's going to be great when he, when he actually gets that job. Yeah, I, I agree 100% with you, man. We've been going offensive-minded, offensive-minded. Um, I miss the, I miss the you know, R.I.P. Sean Taylor days, the days of Greg Williams, you know, blitz-heavy defense or or uh, blatch after him. You know, we, we had a top-10 defense, and we were contending with Jason Campbell as our quarterback. So, you know, I'd love to get back to the days of that where we have a defensive-minded philosophy, kind of, you know, again, another R.I.P. to Scott. But kind of how his philosophy was, you know, you win the trenches. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, right now we run a pretty a pretty boy style of offense. You know, it looks nice. We get some yards. Yeah. Yep. Every, everybody looks cool. Uh, you know, we get some fantasy wins. But I, I want some real wins. I want some, some tough guys, some bullies that are going to come in. And I think I would love the idea that you mentioned, you know, being able to get Patricia and have Rabel come over as the D.C., I'm rooting for Bill O'Brien to get fired now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just based off that. Yeah, definitely. Now, again, uh, you said that you were going to actually mention Vrabel as a head coaching uh, candidate. So, go into Vrabel. Why do you love Vrabel for any job here, honestly? Uh, Vrabel would, I think, I mean, it would be a stretch to make him a head coach because I don't think he's been in the league as a coach that long. But these guys that are players nowadays. They seem to be able to step right in, and they're contributing in all, all different kinds of areas. And I think Vrabel would get this team fired up. Yeah. You know, talk about winning in the locker room. I'm pretty sure he could come in here week one, and you know, everyone talks about going to war for Jay. I'm pretty sure they're going to go just as hard for Vrabel um, in any capacity, whether that's D coordinator or if we're going to really take a reach and make him as a head coach. Um, you know, he would be an, in- an interesting name. And I didn't even think about the you know contemplate the idea of O'Brien getting fired and him actually needing to look for work. Yeah, you know because you mentioned would anyone want to come here? The thing is, there's only 32 head coaching jobs, so mm-hmm. someone's going to want the job. Even, yeah. even you know they can hate the Redskins, but someone's going to want to be an NFL head coach. If we find that right guy and you know bring him in, uh, support him, you know, on the backside of the front office. Again, another podcast. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, I think a defensive-minded head coach, you know, no matter where we go, I think it's got to be a defensive-minded head coach. 
Yeah, I'm 100% with you. Now, staying on, on tack with the defensive-minded head coach, I know you have kind of a hot take here and kind of a stretch. So who's your who's your next defensive-minded guy, your last option you would go to here for, for a head coaching job? Okay, so this is the one that I actually feel is probably more likely than anything. And uh, dun, 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 Rex Ryan Oof. would be the coach that I've – yeah. Yeah, it would, be, it would be that kind of way. Um, but the thing is – Dan has had a history of going retread, up-and-comer, retread, up-and-comer, retread, up-and-comer. And fitting that profile, Jay Gruden, if he gets fired, he's going to go to a retread. And I, again, sticking with the defensive-minded, Callahan knows Rex Ryan. So there's already a connection there. They went to two AFC championships with Mark Sanchez. Yes, Mark Sanchez, that Mark Sanchez, butt fumble. <laughs> so he's, he knows how to build a defense. He also knows how to get uh, good players. His his scheme is great. I feel like his scheme is would be the thing that I want to bring to us along with his personality. Because he was a player's coach too, but he wasn't afraid to hold people accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as everything that I saw, I really loved the hard knock season with them. You know, you get to see oh, him pre-weight loss yelling at everybody <laughs> and uh, talking about cheeseburgers and getting jealous he didn't have one. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think that would be my surprise hot take. He fits the profile that Dan wants. I think he could sell Dan on building this defense up. And, you know, if Rex Ryan had a Kirk Cousins quarterback and then, you know, he was completely hands-off, maybe promote someone from within on the offense. I know uh, Wade Phillips' son, Wes Phillips, I believe he's the tight end coach right now. I know he gets a lot of love and a lot of respect. I've seen other NFL uh, insiders, if you will, you know, talking about his praises, not even D.C. media. So uh, that always caught my eye a little bit. But I think Rex, with a Kirk Cousins offense and, you know, that 56 defense or whatever they, they want to call it, man, that would be that would be something to see. I like that you brought up Wes Phillips because, like, it's weird. The Redskins' tight end coaches always get way too much hype or so much hype. You know, we had Sean McVay was our tight end coach for, for Chris Cooley and all of them. And then hopefully Wes Phillips can, you know, be the same thing as McVay. And you know what? I, I'm, I don't hate – that idea, I think Rex Ryan, again, if you're going to go any retread, Rex Ryan would at least be the most fun one. He'd be the most right. most interesting one for sure. And, you know, if he kept Callahan around, kept Tom Sula and kept uh, Torian Gray around, I'd be okay with that because I think those three guys have not been the problem this year. I think those three have actually done remarkable jobs from where they've been. Uh, I don't know, though. I think with, with Rex Ryan, I think he needs that off. I think he needs an elite or a legit offensive coordinator. My guy who I would actually pair with him, who I really like from Philadelphia, their quarterback coach, is John DeFilippo. I think he'd be a very interesting guy to kind of put in there, because especially if the Redskins are going with like a rookie quarterback, you need a guy who has shown the ability to develop talent. And I mean, this year, DeFilippo's work with, with Carson Wentz has been nothing short of remarkable. I mean, Carson Wentz went from last year to an afterthought, a, bus, a potential bus guy that everyone's talking about, to all of a sudden being... This the guy basically the guy in the league the MVP candidate before he goes down with injury. Yeah, so there wasn't even much talk about anyone else being it. It was pretty much Carson Wentz is yeah. the MVP before mm-hmm. that injury. Yeah, so I would I would love I, w- I wouldn't say I would love Rex Ryan pairing with him because again I, I'm a little lukewarm on Rex Ryan, but Rex Ryan with a good offense coordinator like the Filippo, Keith Callahan, Gray, and Tom Stella, I think that you can make that work right there. I really do think that could work. You got to factor in the uh, Dan Snyder angle. It's all it's all about getting yep. cheeks in the seats. It is. it is. And you know who 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 doesn't want to laugh at Rex Ryan? I mean, the guy's hilarious. He he might suck as a coach at the end of the day, but uh, <laughs> Red.
Redskins fans will come to the stadium for another two or three years. Dan will milk our pockets dry, and uh, we'll be none the wiser. 100%, 100%, man. All right, guys, that is all we have for today's podcast. Had a blast today. Uh, any last words before we call tonight? No. Uh, thanks again for having me. If you guys want to follow me, it's uh, Skins DC to Cal or DC to Cali, something like that. I don't even know my own Twitter handle. I keep changing it so much. But uh, yeah, thanks again for having me, Zach. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, of course, man. So guys, just a reminder: I am Zach Hicks, as always, your podcast host here on Locked On Redskins. You can follow me here on Breaking Football and Breaking the Draft podcast with John Valencia. That's all we have for today. So be sure to check out tomorrow with Locked On Broncos and. Pretty sure I'll have you back on again to talk some Bruce Allen because I, I know we both kind of just <laughs> jumped on that a little bit. So if you guys want to see him come back on again, leave a like, review on, on uh, iTunes, and I will catch all of you guys tomorrow. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.